0: First service is nine a.m. to ten thirty, followed by our family service from ten thirty to twelve thirty, and now for the best part, let's get into the word.
1: God bless every single one of you who tuned today, who um, who decided to get up. It it, it it wasn't easy, you know. When you're setting your alarm, you know you normally wake up at I don't know six. Um, to get yourself ready for work, but you choose to wake up at five um, for the glory of God because you want want to start your day before the Lord, you want the Lord to go ahead of your day, you want want to hear, um, you want to download from heaven. So um, as you decided to consecrate this time, this morning, yesterday, the day before, and so on uh, i pray that may my god meet you at the point of your needs um may my god um show up uh, in your life and show off hallelujah every time jesus went through a town every time he went into a home a village wherever he went whenever he would show up hallelujah uh, if i say he will show off it will sound negative but he wasn't the kind of person that will pass through a town and the town won't be shaken, hallelujah. Whether it's because um, they're throwing stones at him because of the message that he has given them and he he did not sit well with their ways or whether it was because of miracles, hallelujah. Um, So whatever he passed um, and whatever he went, things were stirred hallelujah and i pray that the spirit of god stir things in us in the name of jesus may may we may he um visit our ways hallelujah and align them to his amen Heavenly Father, we give you glory this morning, we worship you, we honor you, Lord God, we acknowledge that there is no other God besides you, Lord God, Father, we thank you, oh Lord God, for the breath of life, oh Lord God, for another opportunity, my Father, my God, to do better than we did yesterday, for another opportunity, oh Father God, to fulfill, oh Lord God, that which you have called each and every one of us, oh Lord God, and Father, we give you praise, oh Heavenly God, we give you praise, we worship you we honor you we bow down oh lord god to you father god we say that we want to hear you we want to see you lord god may your glory be revealed to each and every one of us oh lord god through what you're doing in us in the name of jesus and through us may your name be exalted in the name of jesus we pray and we thank you amen so we're gonna read um we're gonna read a story that we are very, very familiar with. I mean, I say we're familiar with it because it's the kind of story that we read from primary school. Hallelujah! Um, kind of story that you know, um, we read, we, we heard of in Sunday school, in primary school, and wherever we went as children. And that's in, in that's in in Luke, Gospel of Luke. Um, chapter 15 and we start from verse 11 it's the story of the prodigal son hallelujah i'm gonna read um there's gonna be a bit of reading this morning so bear with me um as i want us to understand to get the full concept yes we know the story but um i can never apologize when i'm reading the word of god hallelujah because if we can spend a whole hour listening to the news why not reading the word of god amen So I'm going to read, and he said, this is uh, Jesus who's going to talk, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living, amen, amen. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Hmm. And when he had spent all there, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise, someone says I will arise, and go to my father, and we say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm not more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose, and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, father have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his eldest son was in the field and as he came and drew night to the house he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said unto him thy brother is come and thy father have, have killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. 28. And he was angry and will not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Uh, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I may that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlot, thou hast killed. For him the fatted calf and he said unto him son thou art ever with me and all that i have is thine it was meet that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found hallelujah now I meditated on this word, and um, when, when we read this word, we, we are normally drawn to looking at the prodigal son, to looking at this boy who, um, who wasted his father's fortune, who was greedy, who was um, not very wise, um, and he went, he wasted there. he came back um, and so on. So we, we look at it and we've, well, f- from my point of view, we've always looked at this, the younger son, but it's for a reason that the Bible is talking about two sons, hallelujah. Um, this man could have had one boy Right, and he would have wasted everything that he had, and he does the, the story would still have made sense, praise his name. But the Bible is clear on the fact that he had two sons, as a matter of fact, one of them was the oldest, hallelujah, and um, the second, the second obviously was the youngest. Um, the old, the oldest, um, obviously has a, a place of privilege in his father's sight. If we look at um, he was the hare, put it that way. If we look at um, the way um, the Jews uh, culture, he will be he will be the favorite one. He will be the one that is um, that is offered to God. He 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 will be he's the he will be the one um, with a heart after his own father. So he's he's precious. We see the second as a spoiled um, child um, who's just, you know, uh, who can't wait to get hold of what, what isn't really his. Um, but because of entitlement, he gets hold of it, spend it wasting. Now, the Spirit of the Lord ministered to me and said, You're looking at this story in a simple way. These two sons represent the two kind of Christians, hallelujah, the two kind of people in the kingdom, hallelujah. Now, the first son, um, we see someone who's diligent, hallelujah. We see someone who, um, we see someone who's diligent, we see someone who do things by the book, if I can put it that way, hallelujah. Um, am I am I preaching to someone? I always like to have someone, at least one person, um, with whom I can interact. Praise His Holy Name, Hallelujah. Um, so if if there is if there is someone who can be who can be off mute just for a second, bless you. Um, right. So we see we see um, this boy, um, this young man, Hallelujah we see this young man who's um, who's diligent. And this is, we have some Christians in the house of God, in the ha- in, in, we have some Christians in the church, in the body of Christ who, who live by the book, if I can put it that way, who you will never catch them lying. They're always the first in church. Um, they do things, by the book, if I can put it that way. But the issue with with not all of them, but with some of them, this is the issue we see in this first son, is the lack of understanding of who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they don't know their entitlement hallelujah, because they don't know whom they serve, hallelujah, they, they do things not from a place of love, hallelujah, but from a place of, um, how can I, oh, English is, is, is lacking now, they do it from, from a place of um, reward, they want to be rewarded, hallelujah, mm-hmm. they want to be rewarded for the work that they do. Mm. hallelujah and they Mm. expect to be rewarded Mm. i've been i've been i've been um i've been praying i I mean i I, i've been i've been coming to the to the 5 a.m um gathering for for two months now and why is is the person in my church just got married before me i've been praying for this for this marriage for two months and this person just turned up and got married and now comes the frustration father i served you diligently hallelujah Mm. father i know you father i've done this i've done that how come my child is still sick how come my husband is not saved yet it's not fair. We see then we see Christians who are in the house of God, but who feel resentment towards God. Hallelujah. Mm. Because mm. they feel like He has let them down. Mm. Mm. Amen? Amen. They feel like He, you know, He's not fair. Mm. Or maybe, maybe they, they, they've been wrong. Some of them have even questioned. And I've seen Christians who have by what you can see have walked righteously in the house and then all of the sudden they don't just backslide they come of it completely Hmm. completely and they do that out of anger but they don't know who they are because if they knew who they were they won't be expecting rewards because only servants get reward Hmm. children in the house of the father don't get rewards because they possess whatever the father has is mine whatever my father has is mine hallelujah we look at um paul talking about um talking about a hair who's still a child in, in in Galatians four one, and he says, for as long as he's a child, he lives like a slave, for he does not know any different. So a uh, a maid, you live like a maid. And and I was as I was, ref- I remember when we were little, we were we were um, raised back in Burundi. I, I was raised by by maids, and so were. Uh, <sighs> everyone in the city really raised by maids and we will go by the rules of the maids whatever the at some point we were scared of the maids more than we were scared of our own mothers why because like my mom would wake up in the morning go to work along with my father they will come back at lunchtime and then they will go back to work and they won't come back until half past seven because after work they will go to the gym after gym they will come home so half past seven roughly they will get home amen and so all that time you will be with a maid and you will do what the maid say you will fear the maid without the understanding that actually actually that maid is there because of you to serve you not for you to serve her, hallelujah. So the Bible tells us that everything that was in Jesus has been deposited in us, hallelujah. All treasures have been deposited in us, which is what this this father is telling his son. He's saying saying, on, on verse 30, he said, but son, everything that I own is yours. So how come you're coming and asking me for a kid? when you have the whole farm (laughs) and some of us children of god we're asking the father for a kid and we have a whole farm hallelujah my father how how come (laughs) how come i I don't have a job lord i prayed i prayed for a job lord i gave tithe. lord i did this lord i did that but I still don't have a job because you don't understand that everything, every treasure is in you. So therefore, when you go ask for a job, you expect to get favor. And you think that in that in that company that you're going to be working, if they receive you, it will be a grace. But it's the opposite. It will be grace for them if they receive you. Hallelujah. So if you don't know you, therefore you don't know your father. And we live a Christian life that is filled with frustration. Hallelujah. We are frustrated. We are very frustrated. We expect the Father to give us things. We expect to be rewarded. Hallelujah. But we, we don't walk to be rewarded. We don't do things in the house of God to be rewarded. A pastor can notice you every now and then but even if the pastor doesn't notice you you are serving in your father's house hallelujah and i see christians who get frustrated very frustrated and i've been and i've been frustrated as well i've been one of those christians when 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 i received the diagnosis of my daughter um when they gave us the diagnosis the first thing i checked was what did i do wrong Where did I get it wrong? And it was like, it makes no sense. (laughs) The children that I gave birth to, before I even know you, are fine. The truth, it makes no sense. Like My daughter, she's a teenager. She says that the mouth isn't muffing. The mouth was not muffing. It wasn't adding up. So I was confused and I was... I was was in a place of withdrawal. I I withdrew myself. And I said, it was like God is letting me down. Now that I I, I have put him first, now that I know more about God, now that I pray more, (laughs) everything now should be more. Amen? but just because there is a diagnosis pending on your life hallelujah doesn't mean that you still don't have the power to cast out demons hallelujah you still have the power to cast out demons you still are above demons you still are above the sickness hallelujah does that mean pastor Belize, that um when, when we are, when we understand who we are, we are not going to be tried. No, we're going to be tried. As a matter of fact, the more you know him, the more you'll be tried. Why? Because what you have in you, how are you going to know you have passed the test? And how are you going to know you know your, 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 your subject unless you pass the test? And the test that we pass on this earth trials and tribulations hallelujah but when we go through them it doesn't change the fact that we remain the children of god if we look at the time when jesus was tried by the devil the bible says after after trying him hallelujah after trying him the devil departed him departed from him for a season so you will move from this trial to another trial But if you keep in mind who you are, if you have the understanding of who you are, hallelujah, every trial and test that comes your way, you will not see it as something that is coming to afflict you, but you will see it as something that is coming to elevate you. Hallelujah. Unless you go through hunger, why would Jesus multiply the bread if they could get the bread from the tree? Why would he do that? Why do we still talk about manna up to this age? Because there was no bread in the desert. There, There is no farm. They couldn't farm, but that's why we are talking about manna in this season. Thousands and thousands of years after, we're still talking about manna, hallelujah. So understanding who you are, that everything, that everything that the father has is yours. And once we do understand that everything that the father has is yours, is mine. Hallelujah. Therefore, I don't serve him for entitlement because I I have already the entitlement. Hallelujah. I serve my father like someone who's serving for himself. Amen. No one tells the CEO of a company to wake up in the morning and go, make money hallelujah it's his company he designed it it's his amen and and i want i want us to 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 understand this morning that there is nothing you can do that will make god love you anymore and there is nothing you can do that will make him love you any less hallelujah For we know that nothing, nothing shall separate us from his love. And nothing shall change what he said on your life. Hallelujah. He watches over his word. Uh, Amen. If he says that as Jesus was, so are we. We don't need big brains to start working that out. Hallelujah. Let. I remember, let me tell you a small story. The trouble with us Christians is that we hear words, we overthink them and we leave them where, we either overthink them or we just leave them where we hear. They enter from here, they come out from here. Nothing stays in here. I remember when I came to this country, I didn't speak English, obviously, I'm from a French speaking country. Um, and I was looking for papers in this country and I wasn't even saved. So I got saved in this country, looking for paper in this country. And I remember someone told me that there is a word in the Bible. You will know the word because it's the one that was, um, that was said to Abraham, but there is a word in the Bible that says that wherever you will, put your feet, you will possess. That word was enough for me. I didn't know how to pray much. I was just a Catholic who just got saved. But that word was enough for me. I will go on my knees and say, you said, You said That whatever my feet, I will put my feet, I will possess. Father God, I'm, I'm in this country. That my father didn't know. That my forefathers, the my my, um, grandparents didn't know. Hallelujah. I'm here to possess. Amen. So I will possess. I said, ah, okay. I will possess. And I stood. And I was so confident. And when I came, people were not receiving papers. But I was so confident. I, I was told. That when God says something he does, I say, okay, then, that's what I needed to know, that I'm going to possess. And guess what? I possessed. Hallelujah. I came to this country and I possessed. Amen? I I got papers. Amen? Within like two months, I had already papers. Why? I didn't know much, but the little that I knew was enough in that circumstance. Amen? so i got papers hallelujah here i am now speaking english amen can't you hear me can't you understand my english it might come with a bit of a funny accent but you get my point i may lack some words sometimes and i see pastor uh, and i see pastor ruben typing it but it doesn't matter you get the message hallelujah and now i get the grace amen few years later i got the grace to go to uni Now, that was amazing. That was very funny when I went to uni because I didn't go to college. Hallelujah. But God did what he said in his word. Praise his holy name. Now, it does not matter how much you know. But if the little that you know, you could apply, you could understand. Even if you live here today thinking, as Jesus was in this world, so am I. Okay. How was Jesus? What was he doing? Uh Uh-huh, so he did this. Ah, So he could multiply food. Ah, Okay. So it doesn't matter that I only have 10 pounds in my account. Father, multiply it. Multiply it. Hallelujah. What did Jesus do? He took the bread and the fish. He gave grace. And what happened after giving grace? It was multiplied. Simple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we are suffering because we don't understand who we are. The Bible says that my people suffers because of lack of knowledge, amen. Hallelujah, now we look at the second one, pretty one, the one that we, the lost one, the one that we talk about, the one that we hear in every preaching. Now, this is another type of um, Christian, in the house. Now these ones have understood the gift. They have understood how things work. Hallelujah. It might have begun with them having a relationship with God, but after they have discovered the gifts, now the eyes are on the gift, not on the gift giver, hallelujah. And they no longer serve the gift giver, but they're serving the gift, hallelujah. And this is where it gets tricky for the people who have been in the church a little bit for a little bit of time. We get a bit too comfortable with God, hallelujah. I know this is mine. I know what I have, I know what I do, hallelujah. And that's why you see churches where, for example, the pastor is, is, is yes, bless you, pastor, we become too familiar. And, as, and, and and the more we become too familiar with God, the more we shut the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. And we see churches that are packed, yet the spirit of God left that church a long time ago. Hallelujah. The, the, the Holy Spirit is no longer in the business. Amen. The pastor knows how to speak to people. The pastor is a great communicator and he can speak to the people and he knows what the people want to hear, hallelujah. He sweet talk to people, hey, and now the church is packed, amen? And we don't hear the truth anymore. Now the truth has been kind of um, diluted, amen? The truth has been diluted. May God forgive us. Hallelujah. It is diluted. We see someone who has understood that he has a gift of prophecy. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is no longer in the business. Listen. The Bible says that they will know us by our fruit when we bear fruits of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You will see them in Galatians 5 speaks of the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the flesh hallelujah now those fruits of the spirit it's by them that they will know who that we are and there is nothing against the fruits of the spirit hallelujah but that doesn't mean that if you have a gift if you can prophesy if you can speak in tongues if you can interpret dreams hallelujah that you are in tune with god amen You might have been completely separated and detached from God. And the trouble with that is that you can enjoy that fame for a period of time. But unless you are anchored in the Lord, you are enjoying it for a period of time. And yes, your name can be known. Hallelujah. And yes, you can make money on the back of the word of God, on the back of the gift that God gave you. And the good thing about my father is that he does not regret any gift given. Amen? He doesn't regret it. That's why we see um, medium, I think that's what they call them. Initially, God gave them a gift to see, to have visions. He gave them a gift for visions, but they use that gift of visions for the kingdom of hell. Hallelujah. And that's why people go to them and they can tell them what's happening to them. And, And you even see christians confused let me tell you there are mediums in the house of god hallelujah there are mediums in the house of god who see visions but who do not serve the kingdom of of, of god hallelujah they serve another kingdom and their churches can be packed and they can have thousands and millions of followers on instagram on facebook on any social media platform hallelujah but does that mean that because the witch in your village can predict when you're gonna get married does that mean that that witch is is tuned with heaven no not at all but he has the gift to see things before they come does that make him a prophet no he's not a prophet of god he just has the the ability to see things it's a gift amen hallelujah True story, there is, um, there is, a, there is my, my, my sister's brother-in-law, he has the gift of prophecy at some point. He was saved, then he backslid, proper. But he has the gift of prophecy. Is he a prophet? No, but he has the gift of prophecy. And he, he is a drunkard. I mean, he's the kind that can be drunk and pass out for two days. So he is really, he has been into rehab and whatnot. We're not gonna go into that. But this guy can jump on the phone. When he can barely read on his screen, he grabs his phone and he looks at the name he can, the first name he will see, Belize. Okay, press on audio record and he will send you a prophecy so accurate so accurate but you can barely hear the prophecy because of how his tongue is you know how people are are, are drunk i don't know how you call when they talk like i don't know what it's called in english but anyway he will send you um slurred thank you The guy is slurring, but the prophecy itself, accurate. Now, does that mean that he's filled with the Holy Spirit? No, no, he doesn't. He's not filled with the Holy Spirit at all, at all. But he's operating in his gift, hallelujah. Now, imagine if he wasn't the kind that gets drunk and sleeps on the streets. And people can see that really he's not a prophet. Imagine he was the kind that had some demons that he could hide, like like being a fornicator where he can hide that demon. Even that demon, you hide it for X amount of time, then it comes out. Amen. Imagine if he did that. How many people he would be misleading? Amen. Is he telling the truth about what's coming to them? Yes, he is. Is he being led by the spirit of God? No, he's not. So if he's not led by the spirit of God, what is he led by? You work it out yourself. Hallelujah. Now we see those people, he can work like I said, for a certain period of time, but he will, he will backlash. Hallelujah. And they fall into, um, Some of them would die into this. And I was looking, I was, the spirit of the Lord was also taking me to people who understand that they're again, like the second son, they understand the principles of God and and they kind of grabs the Lord like a hostage. You say this, so you do that because you say this. I'll give you an example. Um, Jews, most of them don't believe in Jesus hallelujah yet he said i am the way the truth and life unless you come to me you can't get to the father simple as that it's Moroccan rocket science right it's not by blood lineage anymore it's not about, no it's it's not because you are a descendant of abraham anymore but it's because of another type of blood which is the blood of jesus uh uh-huh. now you will think that because they don't believe in jesus they will live a miserable life But they understood, because they are after wealth, they understood the principle of wealth in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. They understood that if they they tithe, if they give, if they sow, hallelujah, they will get 100 times fold. Hallelujah. What do they do? They give. Hallelujah. Some of them don't even have a single relationship with God. Not even through Judaism, but they understood the principle of growth, financial growth. I'll tell you, I was, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was um, listening to a story of, of of this Burundian man, and I swear, because of what he does, I thought he was saved. This guy, he is the number one wealthiest man in Burundi at the moment. We're talking about billions. This guy is planting churches. He goes to villages where people worship uh, in the bush or in, in, in where there is no cover, where the, do you understand what I'm saying? Like the bush type of church. He goes there, he builds a church. He gives a salary to pastors. He does not tell them what they preach, it does not concern him. He gives salaries to the pastors. He go now, he buys SUVs to village pastors who have not even seen a micro, who don't even drive a micro. They learn how to drive cars and he gives them SUVs. Amen. He gives them fuel. No one church, no three, not four in the whole of the country he's planting. Now, because of that, I thought, what a great man. He has understood that he needs to support the, the, the work of God. Yes, he understood that part. And yes, he's feeding widows and orphans. He's doing tremendous things, amazing things, wonderful things, amen? But he's got no relationship whatsoever with God. He's not saved. Amen. But he has understood the principle. (laughs) He has understood the principle. And I'm telling you, every year, they were telling us that every year um, Abraham was, was growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in his fortune. I'm telling you, so is the fortune of this man. Is he going to heaven? My friend, unless he repents like this boy and know God, young people see that, they, <laughs> there is a term that they say that, my friend, heaven, you will see it on social media, meaning that you won't even go anywhere, heaven. Amen? Now, this, this guy, this second son, he got saved. Amen? He got saved. He, he repented. The trouble with applying the principles of God, just the principles to get as a mean to an end, is that you will get the blessings here, but not, the ble- not not your way to heaven. And now what would it profit a man to gain everything in the world and lose his soul? What would it profit? Hallelujah. So we see, we see people in the house of God, who have no relationship whatsoever with the Father, whatsoever, Christians, but who have understood the principle. Okay, God say, the Bible says that he who feeds the poor has landed to the Lord. Okay, so if there is anyone I want to lend money to, is the Lord, so I'll feed the poor. And guess what? God will come and bless you financially you will not lack hallelujah by will you have a fulfilled relationship with the father no you will not and the trouble with the lack of relationship with the father is that because of the way God created us remember in Genesis God created us when he created Adam it was just out of clay it was clay amen but then he breathed into Adam putting Ruach, the breath of God, into Adam. And it's the breath of God that gave Adam life. Hallelujah. Now, the trouble of a lack of connection with God is that you can have everything that you want, but there will remain a void in you that only him can fill. Hallelujah. Because at the beginning, that's how he created you. He created you with that void that only him can fill. That's why you see people who, instead of building, filling that void and building a close relationship with the father, they think that it's by getting things or climbing ladders that they will be happy. Hallelujah. And you see men, especially men who are after wealth, if I get this job, I will be respected. If I get this amount of money, I will be honored. If I get this, if I get... But then they get to that job, they're not happy. Then they want. To get a promotion they're still not happy then they're not happy with that job at all now they want to work themselves for themselves but because they're applying the principles of god then god opens a business for them god blesses the business whatever you i will bless the work of your hands okay then they open a business and they prosper then they're like okay i need i need i need a woman and they get married then they're still not satisfied and you see wealthy men moving from one woman to another to another to another trying to do what to make themselves happy but it's a void that is like a hole without a dead end without an end so you can fill it up all you want with everything that anyone can have go ask Solomon how many wives did he have thousands without counting concubines did he make him happy not at all the wisest man ending up worshiping gods foreign gods hallelujah it started good it did not end good hallelujah why because there is this this void in us that only god can fill so yes thank you and we see in Ecclesiastes where the, the, the writer, huh, probably probably David or Solomon, we don't know who, I don't know who wrote that, but it sounds like it was someone who has reached a point where he said everything is vanity. Tout est vanité. That's how he says in French, everything is vanity. Why? He tried it all. He tried wealth. He tried women, he tried it all. But what he forgot is that that void, no money, no women can fill it up. So the prodigal son kept digging and digging and digging. He wanted to be happy. He wanted to be happy. But the more, the more he tried to be happy, the more he was going deeper and deeper and deeper. And he reached a point where by the grace of God, someone opened his eyes. The spirit of the Lord opened his eyes. And my, uh, and my prayer is that for if you are in any category, may the spirit of the Lord open your eyes. Now we see there is, I will say, a third son, which we don't hear of in this, in, in the story. And that one is the wise one. Hallelujah. We find we, we we find him in in mark seven twenty four hallelujah no matthew matthew seven twenty-four hallelujah good morning Fiona. Matthew seven twenty-four oh, speak okay. turn down the phone please
0: <laughs>
1: wise man hallelujah Jesus describes him as wise. Hallelujah. Why? Let's see why he's wise. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Hallelujah. Built his house upon the rock. We know the story. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. So trials and tribulations came, met you in the house of God, but you were not shaken. Why? Because you understand who you are. Why? Because you understand your God. And because you understand your God and you understand who you are, then you know what you are made of. You know what's in you. Hallelujah. So things will come, but you are not shaken. Praise his holy name things will come but you are not troubled hallelujah things will come but you will not say why was sister diana blessed before me she just got saved you will not be bitter about someone else's blessing but you will rejoice with that person you will rejoice for that person hallelujah why are you waiting for your own blessing because instead of focusing on when Sister Diana was saved and when God delivered her, you will focus on the, on the word that says, surely I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. And you will live in that confidence that it's a matter of time, but you will get to that thing that God has promised you. Amen. You will understand that although my eyes have not seen it yet, although my ears have not heard it yet, hallelujah, what indeed the Lord has for me in store is indeed what my eyes have not seen, what my ears have not heard, what not even my mind has begun to comprehend or even dream of, hallelujah. So if if God has done it for Pastor Ruben, I don't expect Pastor Ruben's miracle. I expect what I haven't heard nor seen. Hallelujah. My God has no favoritism. So when things, when things happen, I celebrate with those who are seeing things, knowing that all power is in me. Hallelujah. Knowing that what I don't have, it's not because it doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, I won't give an airplane to Kiona to drive, to ride. It will be killing my child, hallelujah. I won't give Kiona a car to drive. It will be killing my child. But when the time comes, after I have taught her how to drive, then I will give her my car for her to drive. Amen. Let's allow God to teach us how to drive before he can give us a car.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this sermon and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ShilohLDN. Once again, that's at ShilohLDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time.